sharing huge space. Look how fast he's going. Polar opposite to the conditions he won in Lords. Rain soaked Lords. They're getting the last step down. The crowd is roaring. He is going to do it. He's going to smash the time. Downhill racer and our expert here today, Andrew Needling. Hello, how's it? Welcome back. This is Moving Needle Podcast. Well, exciting news. I hope you listened to the preview show for the 2021 World Cup season. This is a new podcast series for 2021, the Crank Brothers Race Review. It'll be with me, your host, Andrew Nietling. I've teamed up with Crank Brothers this year to create a new series of podcast episodes that break down the action from each and every World Cup downhill race. I'll be bringing you a review episode after each race with a selection of different co-hosts we will discuss the ups, the downs, the dirty, the funny, and try to give you some insight into what is really going on in the world of downhill racing. Crank Brothers is synonymous with downhill racing. Last year, they celebrated 10 years in a row of elite world champs wins with a mallet DH pedal. While determined to improve the shoe and pedal interface, well, Crank Brothers spent the last two years developing their own range of shoes, launching late last year, and in 2021, You'll see those shoes in use on the World Cup DH circuit with riders like Lucas Shaw, Bernard Kerr, Angle Suarez, and world champs Osen O'Callaghan and Camille Blanchet. Well, she went and backed up that world's win by winning in Leo Gang. So spoiler alert there if you didn't see the results. Well, for 13 of my 14 years racing overseas, I used the Mallet DH pedal. I loved it. It was really good in the mud, and you can see most of the top downhill races in the world and enduro riders as well are choosing this pedal because it really, really is so good in the mud. Well, I've hopped on their shoes as well and I can say they are the most comfy shoes and they really, really are just so good. The interface with the pedal, it's just seamless. You just pop that cleat on and off you go. So let's dive into this week's episode, breaking down round one in Leo Gang. Well, podcast fans, racing is back. And what a race it was. I've uh, managed to claw Eddie Masters away from some of his uh, duties. I think he's been rallying scooters around Leo Gang. He's been on skis again, <laughs> up on some sort of glacier. But um, you'll see some of those videos. Ed, well done, mate. You, um, you're you not just a funny man out there. You ended up smoking your boss, which I don't know if that's a good idea or a bad idea. But that's a compliment to him because I know he was looking good. We'll speak about him. We'll speak about alls. Uh, you must be feeling good about that race in general. Um, yeah, no, I'm really stoked. Um, to be honest, uh, like I, would, I didn't actually come in that confident because um, three months ago I had a huge crash and broke loads of stuff in my body. So that definitely dented my, um, just my my like race head a little bit. I was kind of a little bit on the back foot but after a week in Schladming which just makes you feel like a hero um came into the race feeling pretty good and just built speed through the week put down a good quality and then backed it up in the final so like I was only really racing for myself but it wasn't really aiming for any results and I think like having that kind of approach paid off um so yeah I'm I'm stoked I ended up 11th and you know, you could always tidy up little things in your runs. Like, it's never perfect. But um, for me, that was the best one I could put down. So, yeah, I was, I was wrapped. I was wrapped. It was a sick race. Unreal. To yeah. be a part of and to watch. Yeah, it looked it, hey? I mean, it must have been awesome to be racing. And then I think it was almost back to 
some of the old uh, excitement at the bottom. They were allowing spectators in. The the broadcast was awesome. What was the the vibe like for the riders? Everyone seemed to be pretty excited about getting a little bit more back to normal. Yeah, it's it was def- it's definitely heading in that direction. Um, everyone's just stoked to you know be back in the pits, hanging out. There's a lot more um, bit more freedom in terms of like mingling and stuff. Um, and yeah, it just felt like a proper World Cup last year with all you know coming off the back of COVID. Everyone had been in lockdown. People hadn't really had the preparation that they normally get. Um, you know, a lot of things made it feel like it wasn't quite a proper World Cup season. Um, and this just felt like it was uh, back to normal. So, yeah, just seeing all those familiar faces, everyone hanging out, talking shit, the banter, <laughs> um, it was good. And then Leo Gang put on an unreal track. The weather definitely made it pretty difficult at times. But um, Sunday or Saturday's race was, you know, the track was the track dried up a lot so that we could actually ride the woods pretty, you know, confidently and aggressively. And then, yeah, no, it was just, it was just an, it was just a good weekend racing bikes down hills real fast. <laughs> yeah, it, it looked like it was uh, just how it should have been. I, I, I love how Leo Gang got that bad rep, but it seems like every year, you know, like they're they're doing some adjustments, sometimes a little bit last minute. But I mean, with the wood section, I must be honest. I saw it last year, obviously, on the broadcast, and it was so wet and it was new. And I did all my predictions thinking, you know what? It's going to be like the old Leo gang. Once it gets ridden in or it has an off-season to settle, like everyone that used to do good there is going to do good. But, um, man, it it wasn't like that, especially because it pissed rain. It it looked like the woods – I mean, it doesn't do it justice, I think, on TV. Like how hard is it to ride those woods, especially in the wet? I mean, it seemed just as bad this year. It's like really hard. The the hard thing is, it's like so like at, normally at a World Cup you just build speed each run, but um, when it comes to that wood section, you know you could enter at the same speed on the exact same line and you could get two polarizing outcomes like crashing and not crashing, and you've done the exact same thing. So um, it is a bit of a lottery uh, riding those woods with when the ruts are that deep and. Um, it's just like maintaining momentum, but the hardest thing is that you don't, um, you don't have the speed to begin with. So, you know, tires clog up the ruts. If you, if you take a foot off, then your other crank goes lower. So then your pedals hit it dragging on the rut. So it's like almost like a handbrake, um, or a foot brake. So there's like, everything's kind of playing, you know, not going really going in your favor. So it is really tough to ride. Um, it's just, a, yeah, it's like most times in the mud, speed is your friend, but if you don't have it, then you're not going anywhere fast. Um, and so I think everyone was relieved that, you know, it stopped raining, it stopped raining after qualies on Friday and then by finals on Saturday. Um, we had a, we had a course at the bottom that we could actually kind of ride and put on a show, um, cause worlds, um, didn't really, you know, it was it was pretty comical at the best of times watching some people, you know, some of the best riders in the world just look like complete amateurs. So, yeah, it was it was cool, you know, it was like it was, it was what we wanted to ride. 
Um, the course builders did a sick job. You just had to look like watching the live feed. So many people were taking different lines um, and they were all like, you know, the, the, the lines were a lot, were pretty even. So um, now nah, it was cool. It allowed for some creativity, which was sick. Yeah, that was good to see like the creativity um, guys that were committed, you know, it, it, it paid off. I definitely don't like it when it's a lottery and and that's even me sitting now not racing, you know, and I, I definitely think for races, you know, difficult is good. Like let's challenge everyone. But if you're not maintaining the course or checking, there's a few things, like you say, you can do like you're, you're riding as good as you can and suddenly, you know, like there's a bit of a lottery route or, you know, the rut is so deep, like, even if you have the most skill in the world, it's 50-50 getting through there. I don't really like that. That's just me personally because you want a, a fair race. Difficult. Challenge them. But um, you're the lottery side. So I'm glad you guys got it dry. And, and I think it made for a great race. Great opening World Cup, you know, for 2021. And I mean, the riders, I think, that were committed, that did preparation, it, it really paid off. I mean, what's... What's like in a COVID, what's like the most annoying? Do you guys have to wear the mask to like get on the gondola? Like, is there some annoying stuff that just adds to, to the nuisance of like a COVID race still? I mean, it's just, it's like ev everything. Like a lot, of, like I, I, you know, um, a lot of the COVID uh, or protocols sometimes are like kind of contradictory. So like you wear the mask at, here but then you don't have to wear it there but um yeah just just wearing the mask and like if i get off the lift with my full face on i still have to have a mask on underneath it for till i'm out of the gondola building which like you know just stuffing a mask into your full face is a bit stupid oh yeah so there's just like illogical rules but because they're you know like austrian rule or whatever you, everyone has to abide by them i guess to have yeah you've spent yeah, yeah. you, you've been to austria a lot you know that yeah I'm, there, I'm, I'm here now quarantining i don't even want to tell you the illogic of half of this because maybe the you know police will come find me <laughs> yeah yeah so like yeah there's um they definitely like a rule or two and but we play we got to play along it's like if we want to race um we need you know if we want to hold events and stuff you got to make it seem and make it look like well not even look like make you've got to You've got to do keep everyone safe. So yeah, and obviously it works. You know we had World Cups last year and this year. So um, yeah, if it means we can race bikes, I'm more than happy to wear a mask and stuff. It's sweet. He was saying that. I mean, yeah, there's obviously hoops you need to jump through, but I guess everyone's playing the game because we've got a full World Cup season. Well, fuller than last year, so that's awesome. I mean, what a cool start to it. I mean, where do you want to start? I mean, weather in the beginning, I was like, oh my goodness, weather's going to be the story, which is going to force the woods to be the story. And the woods was really make or break. I mean, there were some pretty good splits up at the top, but you had to either really maintain or you could make up in the woods. So it, it kind of became the story of the new woods, even this year, even though we thought it might be a little bit more the whole cause. Mm. Well, last year I was like, oh, you could like – it can't get any worse than that. And uh, I'd probably say that there were times during this week where the woods were actually worse than last year. <laughs> <laughs> really? I did hear you guys say that. Yeah, I was like, wow, then it's really bad. Yeah, yeah. So it did get really bad. Um, but, you know, it was always going to be a race from that second, well, from that first wall ride at the end of the month. 
finish line uh, to win the race um, because, yeah, it's it was steep. There was, like, you know, room for creativity. And if you did lay it on the line, even just <clears throat> watching the feed, like riders like Deprella and Amari, um entering the woods out of those moto ruts and gapping in at the speed that they did, uh, you know, it put them in such good stead for the bottom section. Um, whereas like myself, like I kind of gapped in a little bit tentatively, not knowing whether, because coming out of those ruts, it was wet. So it was a little bit of a, like, I, I, I hesitated a little and, um, you know, in that segment, I lost, you know, almost two seconds. So, um, yeah, it, it was all, it was all to be, it was make or break in the woods for sure. Um, but it was awesome to watch. Like, yeah, I mean, we'll go through everyone's runs, but. But, but speak about that. So I was thinking like, okay, cool. So, you know, for the listeners, if you didn't pay attention to the whole race, but you watched the broadcast, these riders had rain on and off in practice just before quali, like it was a bit of a lottery, right? And the driest that track was ever ridden at was the finals. And so basically Troy that came down last, in theory had the driest track, but I mean, it you know it wasn't much different to say 10th fastest qualifier, but that difference between like being at the top going, this is dry, I haven't ridden it this dry, but I'm gonna just go off gut feel, I'm gonna commit and, and, and lay it all on the line. And that's basically the guys that ended on the podium. And I would, you know, I understand what you're saying, like, you're at the top, you've never ridden it this dry, some of it looks wet, but what's wet, what's not, and that little bit of hesitation, you just can't get the result that, that you normally would, um, if you ride it, like, a little bit safer, which is pretty understandable if you don't know the conditions, like, you haven't ridden those conditions, so that was pretty impressive to see those top runs, and yeah, we'll go through them, but that is something I noticed, I was like, wow, so if you, you committed to dry tires, now you've got to make a plan and adjust on the fly. Basically, on the trainer, you've got to decide how fast you're going. And it's not like, oh, I'll go as fast as I was in practice, or it's a bit drier than practice. Like, no, it's like so dry, but you have to like remember what it was like years ago when it was dry. Mm. Well, it was interesting. Troy Troy won on um, cut wet screens front and, front and rear, which I think he'd probably be the only guy who had cut screams front and rear. I had one on the back. And I don't think many other people ran, uh, or who are Maxis riders, ran cut spikes. Um, most people would have been on shorties or dries. Um, but, yeah, so, like, that, even just that tyre choice would have, you know, it may have, you know, looking at his splits, he's, like, one back all the way up into the woods. But then when he got to the woods, that tyre choice might have paid off. And he managed to put time into um, Deprella and Amari in the bottom and won the race. So, Well, yeah. I mean, if, if the woods is the biggest deciding factor, then you do technically want the tires that are going to help you the most there. Like you could give a little bit, because I was surprised. So Deprella was, I mean. <laughs> he was flying. He lost, he lost the race, really. Yeah, yeah. He gave, gave it away in the woods, but he, I mean, he was really committed. But at the top, like that top split and, you know, when he came onto the motorway, I was like, this guy has, I mean, but you saw it in the first turn, like he almost gave it away in the first turn and he, he didn't care. Um, but that's interesting. I love it, the strategy. So Troy's obviously gone with a tie he knows 
or has ridden a whole week and, and knows that even if it's dry in the woods, it's probably going to give him an advantage, which it did. He was able to maybe hold lines that, you know, with dries, it would have been tougher or it would have been like a little bit more of a gamble. You know, he mm, might have slid exactly. and dropped a foot like he saw with Greg. You know, he did mention he had mechanical and stuff, but also I just think once you make one mistake and you don't get clipped back in or you're hesitating, like it has that whole knock-on effect for like 40 seconds. So, yeah, that was that was pretty pretty interesting. Um, so, so you well, yeah, we've, we've yeah. The um, staying clipped in was probably the biggest deciding factor in being able to light up the bottom section because uh, with the deep ruts, if if a if your foot came out, then the opposite or opposing foot, like the crank would drop and then it's hitting the rut. And it was just, um, so if you had a foot off, uh, yeah, you were, you were really struggling. Um, so, and you, you know, like watching Reese Wilson's run, that was like so tidy. Um, he was feet up everywhere and he was sitting up higher than other people were. Um, and he had the fastest segment from, what's uh, sector like three to four um, just from riding super clean. But that, that was, that was all he, all you had to do. Um, obviously he, he did it like better than everyone else as well. But um, yeah, keeping the feet on like paid, paid huge dividends really. Yeah. I noticed that. And I, and I think that's uh, a really key factor to Troy's riding and how well he was in qualifying and how light he is. Um, he's really, really good. Like a heavy guy in those ruts, like it, it, it's, it, it definitely is more difficult, especially when you get it wrong. You saw Greg, he, he weighs a little bit more than Troy, that's for sure. Um, and he's lanky. So like once he gets a foot down, he's driving like all his weight into the, the pedal and into the rut. But when you've got your feet up, you can kind of like 50-50 your weight and you can kind of move it around and, and you can kind of like get your weight off the bike. You can, you know, like how when you hop over a route, if you can kind of stay light and Troy's really good at staying light. But what's awesome is, is we've been speaking about Troy for a while and um, he's able to do it now. He, he's not just riding consistent. You can see he's laying down a run to try win. Like I think he, he's mentioned he's sick of being third overall for six years in a row, even though that's an incredible feat. Um, and he came out swinging like he was quite quiet in the off season, you know, just going about his business and you didn't hear much about him. You didn't really, you know, didn't look too much on social media. And then he's gone one, one. I mean that we have to basically start the podcast and end the podcast with him and, and the race winners. So, um, what, what do you make, what do you make of Troy? Well, yeah, put yourself in his shoes. Like, I, like, I don't know what the stats are, but he's got to have, you know, 30, 40 World Cup podiums. He's the most, con like, one of the most consistent guys in history, probably. Um, week in, week out, he's always on the box. But he, up until that point, he'd only won two World Cups, I think, Andorra and Fort William. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Fort William was his, like, debut, and then his last win is in 2017. So with a man of those that speed and getting second, thirds, like... He had the speed to win, but just not enough. Yeah. Yeah. And you're always playing bridesmaid in the overall. Like, you know, there would be years in the past that has, I'm sure if you went back and looked at the points tally, there would, there would probably have been years where Troy's points would have won an overall. 
But now you've got guys who, you know, can win three, four races in a season. And that doesn't, you know, it means the guy who's just consistently racking up points like Troy does doesn't win overalls. And I'm sure he just wants to win, right? You know, he, he's like, now, if I want to win that overall, which is probably one of his biggest goals, you've got to win races. It's like, there's no other way to do it. Yeah, totally. And you know what he's done is like, so he's walked over 250 points. So he can be maybe a little bit more consistent because there's a couple guys that might win races this year. Like you've got Deprella that could now win a race. You've obviously got Amory coming back. Loic when he's healthy. You know, Greg's, this isn't going to be sit well with Greg. Uh, I had him for a really big result here. Just, I just had a feeling, but you know, he didn't quite pan out, and I think that bottom woods doesn't suit him as much as the old track, and same as Gwyn. So I kind of got that, I'll be honest, I got that wrong because I was just predicting that the woods would be more hard pack and they would have maybe done some work to it. So, I mean, I just guessed wrong there on, on the track. So, yeah, you're right on Troy. Like, he has to win a race to win an overall, and he's, I mean, what better way to start? So Well, I think, he's got to, I think he's got to win races. Yeah, no, no, I hear you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But it might be two might be enough this year, you know, because the, these guys might swap out. It's only five races. Five races, six rounds, right? Yeah. Well, no, it's five five World Cups and the World Champs. Uh, well, depending, like Sven was saying, well, maybe Fort William does end up putting a race on. But Oh, uh, I thought it was six because I thought snow, is Snowshoe a double header though. Uh, uh, don't quote me on that. I didn't know if they were doing one. Is that what you're hearing? Maybe. So don't quote me on that either, but I thought there were, there is a double header World Cup that's somewhere in there. Yeah, fair enough. I would hope there was, but I was kind of disappointed because when I was looking at it, let me bring it up while we're chatting. But yeah, you're right. So it might not have to win three. You know, you might not have to win three races this year. Mm. But... um. I mean, it's stacked. And then I was really interested to see what Loris was going to do because, um, you know, from 2020, he was it, – it was his overall to lose and he got the flat tyre and looser. So, um, obviously, he would have been hungry to show that he's still the guy. And then and then another flat tyre. Um, excuse the pun, but pretty deflating for him. <laughs> Bro, we're all about the dad puns. Bring them on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, he's ruined my whole. He's ruined my whole um, season, man. And I say season, bench racing season. I had, I was, I'm on that page. I was like, Loris could win fifty percent of the races this year, with with the form, the speed, the new bike that was doing well, um, and a flat tire takes him out of game. Yeah, and he is going seriously fast. Like at that Schlebming not a race thing, I was just just watching him ride. Um, he was, yeah, he was on. He was on one. Just you know, I mean, you can just tell the way that someone's, you know, they're really riding the bike. The bike's not really riding them at all. Um, and Loris, I was like, shit, that boy is he's moving. Um, so he'll be fired up, and then you know. He, you know, he could win Leger and go on a roll. Any any one of those guys could. Um, you know, I was reading Armory's Instagram and he said he surprised himself after, you know, it's it has been two years since we saw him race. 
you know, yeah, what, it's been no, it's I been would... it's been a year and a half since he's been like on a track. That that is impressive. Like to to not have building blocks like come in and get eighth or tenth and be like, yeah, I mean that's anyone would have gave given him a pat on the back with an eighth or a tenth or a twelfth. Like, hey, you haven't ridden, you know, you haven't really been in a World Cup start gate for a while. Um, obviously, the twenty twenty season was that short one, but still, you still lose speed if you're sitting sitting at home. You know, you miss a season. So, Amri's ride was one of the rides of the weekend as well. Yeah. And like uh, when you're sitting at home, it's so hard not to think that everyone's getting faster. Yeah, totally. You know, like, no, the psychology behind it is is yeah. Um, yeah you've got to you've, be pretty headstrong for that. Yeah, yeah. Like to to sit there and watch, you know, especially in the social media world when people are putting out like, you know, these preseason clips, and you're just like, <laughs> how oh, bad man. is that for you guys these days? Oh, it's, yeah, like. Oh, like, you know, obviously, if you were young, I think maybe it would mess with your head a lot more, but I'm like, fine. But it is just a big dick swinging competition at the end of the day. You're just like, I'm going to put out this clip. You're not, no one's going to put out a clip of them going slow. Like, <laughs> well, well, if it was down to clips, then George Brannigan would have won by 20 seconds. Yeah, and but George was going really fast. He crashed in finals and still ended up in the thirties. Yeah. Um yeah, I would not be surprised to see George back in the top ten, if not back on the podium, um, by the end of the season. Um yeah, he's he's yeah, he's like that edit and stuff that he did. Uh, that's so what 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 are they just go to George Brannigan's Instagram and it'll be on his bio Google George Brannigan what Queenstown edit two or it's somewhere I mean it's all over the interweb if you haven't seen it and you like mountain biking or downhill mountain biking it's and you guys were saying like the gaps on the video they don't even do them justice like I haven't seen half of them and I just know that they're disgusting so he's got a thing for gaps yeah yeah but yeah um. Yeah, I'll, I'd go on record and say, like, we'll see George. George is getting back to the form of old. Awesome. No, I agree. I, I You can see it. Like you say, you said you've seen it with Loris. And some of those edits and, and clips, you can just see the, the feeling and the touch the guys have, you know. So, Deprela, we, we spoke about. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think I'm going out of limb saying he's going to win a World Cup. Maybe even this year already. Like, he's clearly got the speed. He's got a pretty good head on his shoulders. You know, he was backing up those qualies last year. So, and he's mentored by Nico. So that's got to give you some, some confidence. I think he was just too aggressive in the woods, to be honest. And I don't fault him for that. I think that's how you win a race. I think that's how you do well. I think that's how you ride the woods well, is not being too tentative. I think, um, I mean, like, this is all speculation, but I'll, I'll, I think maybe he was a little bit tired as well. Yeah, that's a fair point for a youngster um, and not had years and years of training and conditioning. You know, he attacked that top section. He put three seconds into Amari within a minute and a half. Yeah. Um, then he dropped Then he dropped almost a second on the motorway. Well, okay, speak of that. So he hits – this actually plays into your point. I actually was going to say, like, He's either not thinking or he's going so hard he's gassed because he did the wrong jump in the motorway. Did you catch that clip? I think he was trying to triple. He was tripling that. 
No, he, he, I thought so as well. I was like, this is ridiculous. What was he thinking? I need to ask Eddie. Then I heard him say, I forgot, didn't know where I was. I did the wrong jump, just like my team, my boss did a while ago, a year ago or whenever. <laughs> he literally didn't even mean to do that, dude. Ah, uh, because, yeah. Because I, uh, we rode up after the race to just go for a spin. And um, I was like, you know, that that's about a, that's over 10 meters. Yeah, and the takeoff's quite flat and the landing's steep if you clip it. No, he meant, he quotes, he's been quoted to say like he didn't intend to do that. Yeah, so yeah, he did lose time and then uh, made some mistakes at the bottom. So like maybe um, the attacking at the top um, had him slightly gassed um, when you really needed, you know, all your chooks in the line for that yeah. wood section. Yeah, but like... Dude, he's insane. I really enjoy watching his runs. Yeah, it's, it's cool seeing the youngsters. He like lays that. it on the he lays it on the line. Like you should see him in practice. He's like, you know, he he is winning practice. He's the guy. That's um, the, the the young motivation. That's cool. But I, I think with experience, like you say, maybe some conditioning and also uh, better planning of the race. I.e., don't mess up a huge jump like that because it could have gone really wrong. Um, but even in even in practice, like. Um, I roll out of the start gate, right? And he's he's cranking the practice. You know, he's practicing his he's essentially starting his race run every practice run. Like he's cranking he out like, of that. What, worse worse than Danny? Like every every practice runs like a race and he doesn't like do sections and he doesn't chill one section and ride fast another one. Nah, but just like that, like the intensity that he's practicing with um is what is where the speed's coming from. Um, because like the faster you can go quicker on a track is means your time is going to be quicker at the weekend. That's my, my theory. I have been listening to a new theory and, and, and I'm behind it. Uh, as long as he doesn't hit the ground too often in practice, but that'll come with age. Yeah. Yeah. But he's, he's just another dude that's like, I mean, those Frenchies are so fast, but Deprello is excited. They're all exciting to watch, but he's like, yeah, I, I enjoy watching his runs. Eh? It's so. You know, you know. I thought, and on an, obviously the new bike works really well. Yeah, I mean they've got a gazillion people on all the bikes. So that, I mean, shucks. Yeah, it's clearly it's good. Yeah, they've got a new bike working well. Old bike works well. Um, I mean, we'll we'll get to him. But before we jump around, we've spoken about Amri. Great ride back. That'll help with confidence. What about Reese? Right. So, unfortunately for him. Everyone was like, everyone fell off. It was wet last year. Like, you know, he's obviously got all this like talk going on. And he's like, well, shit, you know, I still won. And he backed it up at Maribel, but it was also wet. So I was always like, love his riding. Incredible rider. He's going to be a, a guy for the future. But imagine the pressure. He, 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 you know, he spoke. He was just so relieved to go and put down like a race run on a dry track. And it's not like a fluke. So that was quite a lot of pressure he's probably put on himself to come out and prove to everyone like, hey guys, I got the World Champs jersey, you can say what you want, but here I've backed it up already with a podium and we're just getting going. And like his bottom section was clinical, like I was saying, it's so clean. There was one bit after the steep, there's a section in the, like out in the wood, lower woods where you dropped off the steep bit and then you could either go low or high. Uh, it was like a steep drop off. And then... Oh, it's kind of hard to explain, but he had a he had a setup where he like essentially like missed the whole corner. 
and he just carried so much speed and then he went the fastest through that segment and it was just like yeah he rode it perfectly like he was doing what you want like when you walk the track after practice and stuff you're like oh it would be sick if you could get up there and then he was getting up there um so like yeah hats off to him like Definitely silences all the keyboard warriors out there shooting keys at him. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. big giving them the middle finger because it's like he's he's one of the guys and he's just like, well, I'm kind of going to show everyone. And he, just, he did just that. So, fuck yeah, race. It was good. Yeah, and it's like he could have easily been one of the guys last year with a full season but had like a few races and then he, everyone would be like, oh, he's one of the guys now. But like we didn't race. And then we came out to the first race and it was like just the worst weather and, you know, inconsistent track, but he was still the guy. So that was pretty cool to see. Now, I haven't been able to reach out and, and get this fact check, but I did know that he was floating around on flats in practice, in quali. Like what, like, so it looked like he, w he was on flats in practice to start practice. And then I'm not sure when the picks are taken, but he was definitely doing some riding on flat pedals, but he raced clips, right? He raced clips. He puts clips on for race day and did the, and the, so he only, had clip. I think he was on flats. Now he's so it's a conscious it's talking a conscious, to him today. He said, conscious yeah. strategy. Yep. He said, he's been mixing it up between flats and clips all um, all Off winter, season. and and he was hoping to get in the top ten on flats because because Brendan, I think the last person who did that was Brendan and Leger yeah, for sixth six place. I don't know what his motive. I don't know, but he's he's obviously enjoying it. No, I know, but like the, how if that's like a goal of yours, maybe when you're Greg Minar, you're like, oh, I've done everything. Should I try get a result with flats? Like, I go, I wouldn't want to see him get try get results with flats. Like if he's a kind of a clip rider, but what I do like is so. But we don't like, really, we don't really know that he is a clip rider. Well, I mean, okay. Well, let's go down this rabbit hole debate. So if it's a, I'll reach out to him because I want to have a chat to him on the podcast, and I, I, I just think all those guys, like those youngsters on the trick, he'll trek be really interesting because cool. he's um he's really analytical, and there will be he will have a reason. So here's so here's what I'm seeing without speaking to him is if you're going to ride flats and he starts with flats or he's comfortable enough. Like I, I dabbled with him a bit when I rode with Brendan and Shumpery and I was like, I'm racing flats at Shumpery and I, I prepped and it, it worked out better for me. But if you go off the past, uh, the late Stevie Smith, Josh Bryce and all those riders, when they went from flats to clips, won world cup titles, I'm just going to leave it there. Right. Then now I'm hearing Reese is dabbling with flats and I think it's great for your skills and, and maybe he enjoys or he's fast on them. But certain tracks, if you can ride clips well, it's going to be faster. Fact. Like, it's just been proven. Unless you're Sam Hill who can't ride clips. Brendan can't ride clips, so it's, it's an irrelevant, you know, argument. But now if he's saying, cool, I'm going to do like it's muddy and I'm going to get confident in the woods riding flats, that's an interesting strategy. And then saying, cool, then I'm going to go to clips once I know my lines and I've made a few mistakes. Cool. I can ride both, but I'm going to race clips. That's, that's an interesting strategy if he's doing that. So I, um, I, I did one last year. I raced worlds with flats on. Um, and then this year I did a practice run with flats just in case 
I, so I, I would know the feeling of at least having one run on flats again um, because if it rained, I would have put the flats on. Um, and that might have been Reese's strategy, like you said, is just he might be a clip rider, but he might have wanted to have that card up his sleeve in case he wanted needed to use it. So he did mm. practice in quality on flats, knowing that he'd qualify and stuff. And if it did rain, he could have raced the finals on flats, but if it was in good conditions, he was probably always going to go back to clips. And that might be the theory or like his approach. Yeah, no, fair, fair enough. We, I'm definitely going to reach out and, and say we uh, we were brainstorming what it, what it was. And you get street cred. <laughs> Instagram street cred. Yeah, well, I guess the youngsters care about that. I'm like, well, what's going to win a race? But that's just my mentality. But yeah, that's awesome for him to back it up. Um, I think that's cool that he is willing to try different things. Um well, look at Mr. Fifth Place. It's been a long time coming. French national champs, Benoit Collange. I mean, that's a, that was a storming ride, but no surprise. I mean, he was doing very well at French Cups. He's done well at like Crankworks, Leger, things like that. I mean, you knew he had the speed. He just hasn't done it at a World Cup yet. So a pretty inspiring ride there from him. And like you said, um, another one on those that common soul bike. Yeah, and interesting enough, he's like, I think... Probably one of the only guys to enter the woods fully inside and not do the gap in. Mm, yes. Um, yeah, yeah. And he's I've, a, got, he's I've got a note here laying it all in the line. He was there. Yeah, he was really committed. He was um, – it was funny because um, – so, like, watching him, he, lo- he visibly looked like he was riding faster, but he still lost time. Um, and, you know, yeah. But – he that I think that podium's been a long time coming. Like he is, he's just another one of those far, fucking fast French dudes. Like <laughs> yeah, they're a yeah. lot now, huh? From yes. the days of struggling for a while, it's like, like it's, it's ridiculous, ridiculous now. Yeah, no, it's um, you know they they've got oh, it's just a testament to their racing and stuff and the tracks that they get to ride. But they've got a serious crop of fast dudes. Yeah, and he and he's just another one who's you know he's just got his first World Cup podium, and he'll probably get more. He's he is like he's really good at racing, and he yeah, he's a nice dude too. I like Ben Ways. He's the man. Mm, no, he seems like he has a good time, and I think a bit gets lost in the translation, which is not fair on them. You know, they're speaking second language or third, some of them. But like you can tell, he actually he really likes riding his bike as well as just racing it. Like he was lapping. Uh, in his own time and schladming and stuff, whereas some people don't really do that. Um, so I always like big ups to people who actually like riding. Well, speaking of likes riding, Danny Hart. I mean, he Hart's, He used to go to Whistler after the season. I was like, Danny, have you not had enough yet? So, <laughs> um, But Danny, uh, he's got his little one there. I, I saw a cool video. He's like coming back to pits off the quali with a baby. Um, he seems like he's landed in a good space for himself. I think last year really hurt him with that whole team uh, announcement at the time. And just, you know how it is. If you're trying to search for a team or know that you've got that going on while you're trying to race, it's never that simple. So Danny Hartslot into six, didn't quite have it in the woods, even though that's kind of where you'd suspect he would do a bit better. But I think, I mean, that's a win, a win for him. New team, new bike. Cool, got that one out the way, and, and he'll probably build from there. 
Yeah, and um, like we actually hang out with Danny quite a lot. He gets on really well with Burn, so um, we see him quite a bit. And um, no, he just seems like he's chilled. He's actually, you know, he's like he's actually a bit of a joker behind. Like you don't really see that side of him. Um, but yeah, no, he seems stoked uh, talking to him. He likes the bike. Um, they've pretty much. They've said like you know like they've they made that that bike was only a twenty nine and now they've made it a mullet for him. Um, I think the team's really keen to like give him everything he needs to perform. So um, I'm sure he he's disappointed that he wasn't on the podium, or and probably disappointed that he like didn't you know because most people would have thought that that wooded section would be like you know that's pure kind of that's kind of Danny Hart territory. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. But I mean, like overall, it's a, it's a good result. But yeah, I mean, he qualified better and yeah, he would have wanted more. I mean, that's, he's so hyper-competitive. Yeah. But the times were so p- close, man. It was like, um, yeah. So sixth for him is probably he's only point. Dis- he's only point. Why can't I read this? Get your glasses on, mate. He's only three hundred. That's why I can't read it. Yeah, exactly. I do need glasses almost. He's only like three hundredth from the podium, so it's basically a podium, but you get a kick in the nuts. Speaking of that, oh goodness. Well, we do need to get to flow later. But you made a good point. We uh, Troy Brosnan is on um, a mullet setup, and I, I literally when I saw him like two years ago. I don't know when. He's like, no, he's going 29er with a new canyon. And I was like, okay. And I was just like, how is he going to ride a 29er? Oh, I didn't actually realize Troy's on a um, mullet. That's quite yeah. interesting. And, and he's got one of those O-chain, um, you know, where the chain, can, you know, the chain ring is kind of independent. So your suspension, in theory, works a bit better. I haven't actually looked into that. I I did check some of the tech stuff, but I haven't done like a deep dive into that. Mm, so Troy has one of those on his bike as well. Awesome. Well, uh, you tech geeks out there, have a look, message me about it. I'll I'll start digging into that. But yeah, I think that's also, I think he's more comfortable on that bike and he can push because uh, he was so, sh- he's too short for a 29er, you know, especially getting off the back in those woods and stuff like that. So I think that was also a key thing is bike set up for him yeah for sure like he's yeah the the 29 is hard for the smaller dudes i think um and the mullet is i've never ridden a mullet i'm full 29er um but yeah i can definitely see because even like i'm not sure but i'm not massive either i'm like pretty much bang on six foot and i i still buzz i still get um tread marks on my ass skid marks i mean <laughs> well, yeah, when I knew not I those, good, not those ones. Uh. Riding down that track, I would have got skid marks. But I remember back in the day. I mean, with a twenty-six inch bike, now uh, you can imagine that's quite a far way off your ass. If I had a good race run, I had at least one or two tire buzzers. So I would have had some bad moments trying to race a twenty-nine-er. I think, yeah. So then we we go through like the best of the rest, and there were some great rides and. If I look at the top 20, I'm not going to be able to mention Brooke McDonald, but he was on like top 10 pace or something ridiculous. Yep. And then he had he, he had that crash. Yeah, the second crash was just so unfortunate. Oh, but the commitment. And then you're just like, oh, the poor bastard. He's literally, 
<laughs> I love it though. He's he's in such a good frame of mind though. Like he's not like that. He's not pissed off. I think he's no. just you know he's he like he's just he's just stoked. It's like he's just really happy to be able to do what he loves again. So mm. everything everything from here is a bonus. So talking to you know he's just like waving to the crowd. He's you know not even hitting the buzz. It's just like he's just got still grinning ear to ear. So. Um, Nah, it's a great le- it's a great lesson. Like he's been forced to not take anything for granted through one of the most you know horrendous, challenging things he's ever gone through. But you know he did all the hard work. He was quoted saying, you know, he got through all the hard stuff. He rode committee, he did everything. I mean, he he crashed in a crappy turn. Like yes, you were inside of the finish, but you're pushing, and you might just it, it's kind of you kind of like if you just miss that catch right, the front wheel's gone. It happened to Valley as well. Because you're so committed, like to attack to the finish, which I respect. Because you could also go, okay, I've made it this far. I just got to get to the finish, and then you could lose by half a second. You know? Yeah. Um, no, it's funny that you mentioned that because, like, in my run, I did exactly that. So, like, backed off um, in the lower part of the woods and to the line because I was like, oh, I'm having a good run. Um, I just want to finish the race. Um, and then that's frustrating when you cross the line and you like realize you know you're only like two seconds back and you could have easily been one second back just from riding a little bit more aggressively. But that's like that's the decision you make in the at the time. But um, no, nah, yeah, Brooks' run was sick. And you're only one. You're only one tenth from the top ten, or must I not rub it in? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> but like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but then I don't, like, yeah, nah, it doesn't really, it, it, it's frustrating for a few seconds, but really, I don't really mind. I'm like, it's what it is. That's my, like, that was my tactic, so. But did you, did you make a conscious effort before the, the, before the race started, or like, is it like an on the fly, knowing you got to the woods, knowing you're on a good run, like a little bit like, hey, okay, you know, I've I, I got to get this one to the finish line. Um... Well, my well, my approach going in was like I'd like I'm not gonna you know like YOLO it on a track where you could have YOLO'd it because I was like you know like three months before that I like broke eight bones, <laughs> so I was so I was like this that was my first race back. I was like I need to finish the race to get my head back in the game to get some confidence build build from here. Um, so my th- my whole thing was like I don't I actually don't care whether I come fiftieth or first I just want to race my race and finish it and mm. obviously like my tactic was to get it to the line um, which meant maybe in the last you know forty seconds you you back it down to like ninety five where you, you might have been at ninety eight yeah mm. but um yeah yeah but Brooke was pushing. Um, which is sick to see, and he's fired up. He wants to. He wants, you know. I think it's part of his big plan. He's he's definitely, you know, he's he's writing his own book, and it doesn't involve being outside the top ten. You know. No, not at all. I mean, that pace, you know, after what he's gone through. But I almost want to kind of start pausing that and not take away from it. But I want to like compliment him on his speed, you know. And I'm sure he wants to be talked about one of the guys again, not the guy that came back from injury. It's like, no, you're one of the guys. And, and he is. The speed was, like, ridiculous. 
And I don't, that's what I mean is like he, part of his plan or whatever he's got, it's not, it's not to be, yeah, Brooke who broke his back and got back to racing. It's, yeah, he wants to move on to a new chapter, I guess. And yeah, so, and he will, it's sick. Like he's pushing and he's got the speed. He's like, his style is back, everything. Um, How's that jump so, onto the wall ride? <laughs> yeah, see, see it. Yeah, yeah, it was sick. Yeah, yeah he's awesome. a bad, he's a bad, he's a bad man, and like everyone loves it. Yeah, you know? dude, it's so um, cool to see. Yeah, yeah, he's a real crowd favorite. If I was a betting man, and I'm almost glad Sven's not on the call, uh, I made some bets, like I said, on assumptions of what the track would ride like. So I took a gamble, and it didn't pay off because the damn weather came in and they didn't fix the track at all. Classic. So I put money on Greg. And I put money on Gwyn because I want to see Gwyn back up there. I know he can do it. So I was taking a kind of a like, hey, it's going to be a dry Leo gang. And these old experienced dogs are coming out hungry. Um, and Loris obviously was my, my number one pick for a win. He could have done that. Got a flat. So yeah, I got absolutely hosed. But yeah, Greg slot down in 12th. There was some good rides, but a lot of them just couldn't get it down in the woods. Um the likes of Bernard Kerr, Niles, Charlie Hatton. There were some really inspired rides. Um, so I don't think this tells the full story of some of these guys' form, you know, going on to a, what should we call it, a more consistent track? Um, yeah, I'm just having a look at the results now. Um, Greg Williamson was impressive in practice. Yeah. Yeah, very impressive. Like, he's right. He, same thing, you kind of just see people, you know, mm. like... Yeah, he. I think he was. He was going really good. What's the coolest thing you saw in practice, or like what? What was like all everyone speaking about? I mean, there were no like gnarly gaps. Um, Remy Terion was just lighting up the woods like what, he did like at every Worlds. Run or what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, just like you know, and um, yeah, no, nah, there were like I don't have any standouts in terms of like doing gnarly stuff. But it was a battlefield, eh? There were bodies everywhere. How was Bernard's crash? Was that his first run? Um, it was like a vital, it was a vital raw crash, or he put it on his Instagram. Ah, uh, that was in time training. Um, yeah, yeah, and so he hurt his he hurt his leg quite badly. Just he like it doesn't show it in the video, but he actually lands like where he ends up. He lands on a stump and. Um, Oh, shuck. No, no, I was honestly surprised he wasn't properly hurt. That was a huge crash, and, it, and it's so steep in there. Yeah, so he falls a long way and just got the big, you know, his big meaty part of his thigh oh. um, straight on his, straight on the stump. So he was pretty sore. Um, and, you know, a crash like that, while you might say, oh, come finals, I'll be right to, you know, but, in the, you know, now the level's so high. Like, if you're 2%, if you're 2% down on power or performance, you know, that can be two seconds right there. Mm, no, ab absolutely. And there's like a little bit, like when you take a knock like that mentally, sometimes you don't attack, like you say, physically. So, yeah, that 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 is tough when you take like a big hit in, in practice to bounce back from it. So, yeah, I mean, Remy, good run. Dakota Norton's really showing up firing. Uh, I've got to mention him. He was, he was fast in quali. I mean, ninth. <laughs> no slouch that. So, um, 
He's yeah. always so fast on the motorways as well. He's real impressive when it comes to like carrying speed. Yeah, I mean he's 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 really put his name up there as a guy that's gonna you know be the next guy getting podiums and 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 whatever. He's consistently got speed as well. It doesn't seem like you know a certain course suits him. Um, we didn't get to see Dean Lucas. He uh, he apparently was looking good in 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 practice and things like that. But you know with the top sixty only making it, there are still some guys that you wish you could see in the final. Um, one person worth mentioning is Phil Atwell. Yeah. He, he was only, I think, from the live feed, only him and Reese Wilson went full inside straight out of the start gate after the right-hander. Yeah. And um, he had the fastest first split, and he was well He was well on the pace. Lost a bit of time on the motorway, but in practice he was, you know, he's a pretty cool dude to watch. I think he had a mechanical, so... Um, something to do with his gears, but yeah, his upper part of the course he was lighting it up. Yeah, Phil's always so cool to watch, and he he makes it into a lot of the the practice videos and stuff. I, I love watching it. Laurie Greenland, uh, he he's um he's getting back up there. He's had some injuries and not quite shown. Another one I have to mention: Charlie Harrison has hurt himself again. I know it's a poor guy, eh? Like I kind of had him as, as you know, I always say if I'm going to buy stock, you know, I'm going to get him for a decent deal. But he's got so much potential. He's he's hardworking. I love his style, his work ethic and stuff. But um, it's like two or three. It's almost three years running now that he's been taken out, taken himself out in a season or at the beginning. So, and you know what? The, there's no judgment here. The sport is dangerous. Like you can have a good uh, process to your practice, you know, not come out too hot and still take a crash. You know, the sport is dangerous. It just, it can happen. Yeah. No, it's, um, yeah, it can definitely uh, bite you very easily. Um, but yeah, no, shout out to Chuck because, you know, no one wants to see someone get injured and I think he's hurt the same arm maybe. Um, so he's got to go back to the States for surgery. Um, and hopefully, um, hopefully we see him back in, in the form that like he can, that would like, yeah, he knows mean, he's, he's got. He, he's bounced back before. So yeah, I, I, big, big up to him and send him some love on, on the social media. But I mean, he's proven that he can come back from injuries and hop back on the podium. So I, I definitely wanted to see him in the mix, but. You know, that one one true. pretty interesting thing as well is like you had some pretty high numbers in the in the because people coming back from injury and also people missing the season. So you know you got like Amory on a ninety three plate, Reese Wilson on fifty two, yeah, Laurie on Laurie Greenland on an eighty nine plate. The Oaks must have, would have been stressing to qualify, like you know, with the inconsistency in the woods. Like even if you played it safe, and yeah, especially if you played it safe and then had a crash, then you're definitely not making it in. Yeah, like Jacob Dixon on a 142. So there was a lot of people who are like normally, you know, some guys or Dean Lucas. He was he was the last guy down the hill, um, in qualies. And didn't he get red? Didn't he get red flagged and have to do it again? Yeah, he got red flagged and then crashed. Yeah, on the second one. I mean, that's... Well, he's got this new attitude towards racing. He's going to need it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
It's a vibe, man. <laughs> oh, oh, man. I, I love that he's like reflect, uh, <laughs> reflects a lot and he's got this whole outlook and stuff. But the freaking, what's everyone say about his pink hair? Well, he's doing it for a breast cancer thing, so um, yeah, he's, he's he's raising money. But it's, it's a good, it's a funny look. And, I think he'd do it anyway. Know, yeah, he rocks it. No, you know, people, I don't know, each to their own. Eh? Like, if he wants to do it, do whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. There's there's lots of guys here. Like, there's a million guys that we did with Sven in the pre-shows. Lots of guys going fast. Angle Suarez was going fast. Just couldn't do it in the woods. Okay. The elephant in the room before we move on to... Actually, two elephants. Kate Edwards. I hope he focused on racing. He's like 23rd in points, got 21st or something. Um, and I was like two weeks ago with him at Darkfest. Just like, he's like, I, I need to not be stupid. I got the World Cups. I'm like, oh, you're going to focus on those. And then like next day I get their first run. He's like literally flailing through the air. On oh, I, I saw the video. Trying it's to crazy. And I was like... I didn't want to be that old guy. I was just like, yo, Cade, um, how, how'd that go? He's like, I know, dude. I know I said I would focus on the World Cup, so I don't know what happened there. And I was like just laughing at these kids. But uh, but then yeah. I'm like my – I see, like I'd say, fuck, like, nah, don't worry about it. Do it. What? Like, don't to focus – like, don't go and do all the tricks. No, I mean, no, he should. I mean, it's – it's too late anyway. He's known for just, he's just a ridiculous guy on a bike. He must do whatever he feels like. And because if you start thinking like that, then you can you can quickly go down the rabbit hole of just not doing anything. Yeah, okay. Okay, so, but, so, did you hear, do you know the, do you know Ike Kleis Klaassen is? The young South African. Yeah, yeah, I know Ike. Okay, so speaking of this, I totally agree with you. Like, he must do what he wants to do and like, but you need to be, truthful of what you want to do so ike was at the dark fest and he was riding so well i think he opened some of the lines and he was riding very confidently and and you know in front of those guys you obviously want to prove something and and it, it was cool it's cool vibe riding so well and he's like 12 years old or whatever it is and he honestly said to me he's like needles um do you think this is good training for the world cups i literally was like um do you want me to answer that honestly or just protect your feelings here just joking with him and I was like, what do you mean? He's like, no, you know, we like sprinting between the jumps. And I was like, he's like, well, what would you do? And I said, well, it's not about me, but what's your goal? No, no, World Cup. So he's coming, he was meant to come overseas for his first World Cup season as a junior. And he's got a lot of potential. He's got a lot of pace, good kid, uh, so much talent. And I said, well, Ike, you know, you're young. You've got to have fun. You're good at these jumps. Just don't do anything stupid. What do you mean? It's a they're dangerous i said of course they're dangerous but you're riding them well you know just don't do anything you've never done before but have fun whatever you know like and if you are focused on the world cups go do your training on the side or whatever it is shame the poor guy like within a day or two try to backflip the last jump and it went wrong yeah yeah and, and, and that's broke where his I'm femur, like, right? yeah broke his femur and that's where i'm like an older statesman i'm like if your goal is the world cups like really the world cups like if you're honest then you might have to sacrifice a thing here or two, you know, there, depending on what you want. That's kind of what I was. And shame. I'm I'm not it's so ironic because I don't know. Give him ten tries, he might have landed it nine times, but the first time just was a little unlucky. So but yeah, anyway. Going back to Cade, Cade's Cade's a bit of like an anomaly where Cade 
like I get, if you said like what what's his job, right? Um, well, what are they paying? What is Trek paying Cade to do? And it's I would say it's to be Cade. I was about to say like, are we allowed to answer? Be yourself or be Cade. <laughs> yeah, he's, so he's, like he's like a riding style already, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he is, and like um, you know, he's he's you know he'd be one of the riders at the top of my list of people who are putting kids butts on bikes you know like everyone every kid want would want to be Cade yeah no, so definitely. so it might be it might be, be yeah I know I'm fucking <laughs> jealous of it if I, you know give me give me just 10% of Cade it's totally like the old Brendog thing I'm like just I mean, just give me a little bit of that and then I'll mix in my uh, work ethic and, and drive to race and we're good. But, um, oh my goodness. What's interesting is for no ways is he preparing like any of these guys. And then he goes out and he's like, okay, am I riding down? Okay, put the downhill tires on and maybe switch the bar out from um, Darkfest. Who's going to set the clickers on the shock? I'm just teasing. I mean, he, I'm, I know he's got a more head on his shoulders. And then he just goes out and gets like 21st at a World Cup with like no, no like World Cup prep. Hmm. And people forget like he won Junior Worlds. He was world champ. Yeah, no, he, that's it. He's clearly got downhill speed. Like, I mean, yeah, he started as a racer kind of thing and then drifting off. Elephant in the room before we move on. Um, Gwyn, still got question marks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What well, did you, you said you listened to that chat that we did with Sven. Yeah, yeah, of course. course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how I was saying that my theory, my whatever theory, you know, it's only speculation, but was that, you know, he didn't have his setup wasn't a winning setup and it's slowly getting there. And I think, um, yeah, I do, he just, I don't think he had a good day at the office, but I think the speed is definitely there. Like he's out and going. Yeah, 100%. Like I keep. I keep picking him. I keep backing him. I keep saying there's a question mark, but I think it can happen. Um, will he be as dominant as the past? Well, it's the sports evolved now. <laughs> you know, like Sam Hill didn't last forever. He's killing it in Dura, but he also just lost the motivation. Couldn't quite keep motivated for downhill. And I wonder, I hope he listens to it. Maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. Maybe someone will tell him, like, if I can fire him up, cool, my job's done. Like, is the motivation there like it used to be? And that can waver over time and, you know, depending on the season. But I think last year, just want to get it in the rearview mirror with the, you know, couldn't get overseas to prep. The weather doesn't suit him. I think when he's in a title hunt, he'll make a wet track work for him. But if you start a season with a wet track and you, it's, it's not that confidence inspiring, surely, Eddie, when you've got to, like you come into a season all fired up, like you guys were from Schladming and then you're thrown down those woods. So I, th I think, I think this doesn't tell the true story for Gwyn for 2021 at all. No, not at all. No. Nah. Um, and like you said, I, I, I always back him. Um, I think you have, you know, if you've won that many World Cups, like, you know how to win. Um, it's just about, like, getting the recipe again. And I'm pretty sure it will happen. Um, yeah. So, same for, like, Luca. He didn't really have... I think he just didn't really have a, his, his day at the office either. Yeah, I think he's been taken out with injuries and lacking a bit of confidence. And he's just got to, like... 
Get those all the pieces of the puzzle to click together to get that like race speed. Yeah, build on it. And I don't think he's a guy that can come out and like YOLO a run and go straight back to like third or fourth. You know, he might need an eighth, seventh, and then go, okay, cool. It's clicking now. So awesome race in the ladies field absolutely how cool is that for camilla speaking of like naysayers and 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 it was i think it was oh yeah keyboard warriors though. well okay but apart from the keyboard warriors incredible incredible ride last year the the challenge she had was everyone else crashed so everyone was like oh everyone crashed or like you've never won before so it's a fluke none of it fair but because of all those things, you know, like it just, just came with the territory of winning that race when everyone else fell off. You still got to be the best. You got to stay on. But for her to do, to put down that run, I know Valley crashed as well, but you got to stay on your bike to win races. I mean, that's really, really awesome. And, and, and yeah, a lot of people will say, oh, Valley should have won. But at the end of the day, she crashed and she didn't win. So Cammy, Cammy stayed on the bike put down a hot time and she won the race. Yeah, like her time was her time was fast. Yeah. No, it's it's black and white. It's so cool for her. I mean, how stoked was she after race? She's such a breath of fresh air as well, like super positive, newish to the sport of downhill since 2016. I think it's it's pretty cool for her and this this is going to really help her confidence going forward and like like the pressure of this white jersey's kind of gone now. Yeah, and I think the same goes for Reese. Not to hijack uh, about the woman, but like uh, the Rainbow Curse or whatever. Neither of those two had it. Mm. No, that's a great point. Go, go on that point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but like, um, yeah, Cammy rode the woods confidently. Um, yeah, Fe- she's got a good. Up. Yeah, feet up everywhere, clean as. Um, ah. Hats, hats off to her, eh? And she's a legend. Like, we hang out. We see her a lot because um, she goes out with Emily. So, um, yeah, big fan of Kimmy. So mm. I was stoked to see that. And, like, speaking of Worlds as well, I think that Monica Rasnick, she got third at Worlds as well. Yeah. So a lot of people would be, you know, everyone crashed at that race and she got third. But then she backed it up with another third here. Yeah, that's awesome for her. I mean, she she rode, rode really smart, clean in the woods, feet up, really aggressive. She was like attacking aggressive, you know. And it's only her second ever top three, and 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 like you say, backed up the bronze from from last year. So that was really cool to see from Monica. Yeah. Yeah, Tani Tani was like she was going for it, but she just made a few mistakes. Yeah, yeah. Um, she she rode that she rode that high line drop in the woods. But was she meant to? Because I thought I saw on her story or Instagram or somewhere, like it didn't even sound like she was meant to be up there or something. <laughs> like I don't even know if she practiced it that much. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, maybe not. But I was like, oh, well, that's impressive because I don't think anyone, any of the other chicks rode that highline drop, which wasn't necessarily the fastest line. Um, but it was, it, yeah, it was definitely more technical and a lot of people were riding it. Yeah, um, I put a, she, I put she also hit both both the big booters on the motorway. Yeah, I put some money on Tane. I kind of took a different stance to Sven. Like, I don't want to have the same picks as him. He had Valley Hall, as far as I remember. And I had Tane because, you know, again, presumptuous on the damn conditions because she's won in Leo Gang in the dry before on the old track. 
Um, but I kind of got to throw all those picks out the window now. The track's quite different. But um, she's also slowly coming back from these injuries, like slowly like getting up clearly a little bit slower than she wants up to like full winning, winning pace. But she was up there with a the split. So I think she better put this race behind her and, and kind of challenge, I think, from here on out. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's like, yeah, I mean, like, you know, downhill is such a mental game. Um, yeah, and I think she just would take a couple of races to get back into that, like, race-winning pace. And now, but, like, the women's field's evolving as well. Like, you've got you've got multiple girls who can win the race. Well, yeah, I mean, Valentina Hall, so we'll speak about her. Yes, fastest on track, didn't keep it together, crashed near the bottom where, where Brooke did, pushing all the way to the finish. Um, yeah, I, I don't... I don't really think that's cracking under pressure. To me, that's just f fully committed, putting down a heater. I respect that. You know, if you fall off in the first turn or you kind of look like you're riding tight, that that's when it's got to. But she was riding confidently, and and that man, yeah, she, yeah. She wasn't looking to get her first podium on home soil. She was she was looking for the win. So that's going to be interesting as the season plays out. She'll be like. She's pretty fired up, clearly. You could hear it in the in interviews and stuff like that. Marine didn't quite have her best in the woods. Miriam crashes. Um, Nina Hoffman wasn't even there. She decided to pull out last minute after a, kind of a concussion that she felt she was okay. Then she went up to the top. So I really respect that. I think it's great that people are thinking about their health and concussions are no joke. So... Like you say, there's some, there's a lot of, lot of ladies here. I mean, this season's going to be super fun. Yeah, no, it's um, every year it gets just the racing gets more and more competitive. The times get tighter and tighter, and it uh, gets more exciting. So, um, yeah, interested to see, um, you know, who who puts their hand up for the for the fight. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a shorter season. We'll see if someone can give us facts on this double header. But Miriam's, you know, she's lost a bit of points there. But, you know, Seagrave's still in it. Miriam, everyone's still in it. I mean, it's going to be cool. Cabaru as well. I think it's going to be super exciting. It was nice to see Tracy Hanna in the booth. And Rachel Atherton was putting a bunch of stories up. So she's at home expecting the baby. It hasn't come yet. I hope I haven't got that wrong. Yeah, I think it's in like a month or something. But, they were saying um, she's still riding the bike park, so it can't be just now. <laughs> she's like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, So that's pretty cool. I think it's it's awesome. She's excited watching the racing, so... Um, it was really good having um, Tracy in the booth as well. I was pretty impressed. She did a really good job, um, first time commentating, and she definitely adds a lot to to the commentary because she knows... Yeah, no. Definitely. She knows all. Yeah, yeah. No, I think she was a really good addition. Yeah, I mean, you you want to grow the the sport and the women's side. So um, it's a cool. It's nice that they're trying different things and 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 putting themselves out on a limb and and putting someone new in there. And I mean, I know all well what you watching from the outside. You have no idea how stressful it is. How much stuff's going on. I could see like, and her and Rob will find their feet a bit more like when to talk, when not, like, you know, that, that you'll find your flow, but there's obviously like producers in your ear and there's like going to commercial, like it's, it's super hectic. So 
uh, props to her for the for the first one. Yeah, no, it's actually ridiculous. And only once you've done it do you then watch and realize what's going on or you watch, say, like a football match and you're like, wow, how they get this all together, this whole package. So that was pretty cool. Um, but we got to get some juicy stories, though. So is Gabe Fox, what, what, what was the Gabe Fox security incident? Let's get let's let's give some juice to the listeners out there. They're tuning in because they want to feel like they're there. I don't even know the backstory to that. I don't. Know, I think it might actually just be a funny angle of a photo. Oh, but well. um, nah, I don't. I don't have any of the goss about Gabe. <laughs> it looks. It does look like he's trying to whack the security guard. Should be- no, I think it was probably more like. Um, this is such clickbait clickbait stuff. We'll have to find the picture and ask ask him for a comment. No, maybe he was excited for the podium and the security guys wanted him to wear a mask. Who knows? And he was just like trying to get them no, off. No, it'll definitely be something like that. Or, it's probably just because yeah. he didn't have a mask on at the right time. He wasn't social distancing from Troy on the podium or something. But no, there wasn't really any good juicy goss this week, to be honest. Um but it seems it seems like the pit parties were allowed or just happening anyway. Or am I not allowed to say that? Uh yeah, there was there was stuff going on. <laughs> <laughs> was, there was no like official parties, but like people were not everyone was partying together. Like we were kind of just everyone was just kind of like doing their own little team ones and then ended up what? at the restaurant. Um uh, so everyone was partying in a bubble, I'm oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, well, like like small-ish bubbles. <laughs> and then, nah, because the security was coming around and kicking you out if you had heaps of people in your pits. Um, and then, yeah, a bit of partying went on at a restaurant and then they kicked everyone out because there were too many people there. Um, so it was pretty tame, to be honest. Oh, and it, and it rained last night, so when it's raining, it always... But, but Common Sale were definitely... <laughs> there was, like, mosh pits and stuff going on at Common Sale. Um, but yeah, your standard, uh, mountain bike after parties, you've been to a few of them needles, a b- bunch of blokes, bunch of blokes, uh, standing around messing beer on each other. Yeah, exactly. Pretty that and, and moshing around. So yeah. Um, I I'd love to, yeah, I'd love to say it was an epic party not to be missed, but, um, no, nah, <laughs> this is not just a sore head in the morning. Yeah, I do want to give a big shout out to Flo Payette, fellow Scott Ryder, shame. So he literally rode. So the footage is out there. It's on Flo's Instagram. It went on. Brendan, I think, got the footage. So he literally rode into a ski pole and it like flicked up into his crotch. And shame, dude. You you never want to see that. But he he had to go to hospital. He ripped his, his... Nutsack. Yeah, yeah. His the nuts were. You've spoken to him. What is he like? Yeah. What's the word on the street? Like, what is he willing to discuss? As far as I understand, he so he's ridden over the pole. It's bent. It's flicked back up, and it's cut his nutsack, and his balls have fallen out. His blood, all the stuff, and um. Where were his balls? Like hanging? Do they hang? They like attached? I, I I'm not a doctor. No, no, but I'm pretty sure your balls have strings. Yes, no, I'm I'm just teasing for the effect. But so they're hanging down his leg. 
and he doesn't know. Yeah, yeah, well, I haven't spoken to him in person, but this. so my understanding is, yeah, his balls were out or showing, and um, he, so he quickly <sighs> got, got everything packed back, you know, tucked <laughs> he away. packed his bag. Yeah, went to hospital, and then um, it was actually quite serious, uh, and it's going to be a longer recovery than you'd imagine. It's not just a case of stitching them. No, I can't imagine. We're having fun with it, but that's why I'm sending a shout-out, and he's got another recovery recovery on on the horizon. Yeah, but he's in good spirits. He's I've been texted. He's him a legend. He's yeah, island-style. Yeah. He knows, yeah, he, he likes the lighter side of life, so, um, yeah. Shout out to Flo. He's the man. Yeah. Give him some love on the socials. He's from Reunion. I think he's going home to recover and, and he'll be back before we know it. Yeah. Ja bless. He's the man. <laughs> ja. <laughs> yeah. Sanka. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Give him a shout out. Or if he's listening, shout out to um, Flo. You're the man. Rest up. Heal up. Come back. And uh, before I leave you, did you get your suspension set up? Are you meant to? Are you still puzzling? I heard you heard you guys was, you know, blaming setups on your performance at Schladming and things like that. We wouldn't do that. No way. Um, no, nah, yeah. Got mine set up. My bike was actually feeling mint thanks to Geordie, Jules, Taj and the Fox crew. Nice. They, they, yeah, I wouldn't, won't take any credit for making my bike feel good. They did it. And um, I can't say I'll be, I've just got to do the same for my, my new enduro bike now. Um, but yeah, nah, I can't you, say I'll be touching it very change, much. Did you change anything for the finals? Like once you knew it was going to be dry, like, did you guys change a bit of setup? I know someone like Greg would, what do you think? What did like, uh, you know, besides tires were people going up in compression and stuff? Cause they were going to be going faster and hitting stuff harder. Uh, I think people, a lot of people would have. But I personally didn't because I was just like, nah, I'm not going to change anything. I ended up putting a um, DHR2 on the front um, for, I did my first practice run with a shorty and then second practice run with a dry tire and I raced finals with the dry on the front, but I kept the cut weight screen on the back. Um, but yeah, no, nah, I didn't change anything, but I can definitely see how there would have been, um, it could have been a benefit into maybe like, going to a slightly stiffer setup um but yeah the track was just rolling so fast we had like mm. everyone got the aaron Gwynn tailwind on the motorway um is that what it's coined now after the chainless victory no nah, that's just I, that's just what i call it <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was thinking the other day how ridiculous that was i was like i mean you couldn't do that now with some of those changes or if it's a little bit wet there's not a chance in hell you could do that yeah um but yeah i don't know i'd say a lot of people oh did i what's happened here well he's he's still there yeah yeah oh no i'm on the um oh, i clicked onto another window it said i'd hung up no no all good um yeah so for me no changes and in our team no one really made any changes um, but there definitely would have been people doing mixing it up because the track got so much faster. When I came down, I thought I'd done because I'm real blind, so I can't even read my time or what place I'm in once I cross the line. <laughs> um, 
So I always have to ask the boys who are on the on, on the podium where I've what come. Is that that far-sighted or what is it called when you can't see far away? Uh, so it's short-sighted, so I can see what's close to me. Okay, so you are short-sighted. See, I clearly have my eyesight that I don't even know the difference. So you're short-sighted, which means you can't see this, the, like, the scoreboard at the finish line when you turn around. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so... I would just say, I would just give you so much shit. Say, oh, you're 10 seconds down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, I thought I'd done a 339. Uh, I thought I'd knock four seconds off my quality run. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, oh, yeah, because it didn't like... It just felt tidier and quicker, but... In fact, I'd knocked 14 seconds off my quality run, which yeah, is fucking yeah. heaps. That's a lot, huh? Even though... I didn't find that out till about 20 minutes later. Um, <laughs> but but the feeling on the bike didn't feel like I was going, you know, three and a half seconds a minute quicker. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's always pretty funny when I cross the line because I'm like, you know, you might see your splits green red red green or whatever but you're like you can't see the time that's hilarious yeah yeah so i'm like when i in the live i'm like race what what am i in he's like oh you're in sixth oh sick okay cool uh you would think greg's 39 turning 40 you know you'd think i wonder if he's gonna start hiding some of that stuff when they're like old age sneaks in well i've i've had the same um, glasses prescription since I was like 15 it hasn't ever changed since then so so do you ride with cont- contacts or you don't ride with anything no I don't ride with anything huh. it's not like uh, it's like you know you can see a route is a route but if someone wrote something on it I wouldn't be able to read it but I know how big it is how far away it is stuff like that yeah. you're not looking at details uh, my man I'm going to put us both on the spot. I um, I think I'm going to just do this against all the guests and maybe tally it up at the end, but I'm clearly sucking at it so far. But that's because there's so many guys that can do well and downhill racing's unpredictable. Go figure. So can you give me, i just go one lady, like, you know, with the win or who your pick is for Leger out of the ladies. Uh, I'll let you go first on, on that. Um... Oh, I can't can't go past Valley. <laughs> I have to. Yeah, that's pretty standard. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to go with her as well since I did a different one to Sven, but she'll be fired up. Um, and I'm not taking away from any of the ladies because I think Marine will be very good, but I'm gonna pop Valley in there as well. And then the men will go like I go. We'll just go for a win, and then another two riders that you think will podium or do do well okay win uh vigier and i'll go all french uh to pierron so you're going vergier with the prella and then the prella and then i'm just texting them in a, and then pierron yeah you see the problem being um, I don't know what Loik's if he's got time for that. That uh, what do you think that affected him? I think it did a little bit, especially mentally and a little bit physically. The fractured heel. Oh, for sure. Yeah, like I said, like you know, if you're only down, if you're down two percent in performance, it can be two seconds, and that could have been him in third. 
All right, just for the sake of being a di bit different, I'm going to go with Piron. I think he's got, you know, enough confidence from this, and Leger is good for him as, like, for the win. And then, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I've got to put Vergier and Troy. So there's mine. I might, I might tally these up. I might not. Hey? What are we putting on this? Um... <laughs> I don't know. You can pay my green fees when we ever play a golf game. Mate, yeah, it's you, expensive, you dude. I'm, <laughs> <we're>, <laughs> yeah. it's, I'm used to playing $10 green fees in New Zealand. We've been dropping like 60 euros a round. It's, yeah, but that's that's pitch and putt, dude. That That's cheap. When you want to play a real course, you gotta you got to put that money where your mouth is. No, it's, uh, it is expensive. Go after 6 o'clock and walk on. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Ed, um, you've been, yeah. Are we playing? Are we playing in Innsbruck? Well, yeah, man. We'll take this offline and and definitely tee that up. Yeah, we're on. You like that pun? That's a dad joke. So is that us signing off? Yeah, Ed, you've been great with your time. Uh, thanks so much. Super insightful as well as give us some juicy uh, goss here and there. But um, I think we're going to lean on you again. Get Bernard on here as well. We can do a three-way, get Matt Walker. But Matt Walker doesn't seem to like to talk too much, to be honest. Seems a little bit shy. No, he, no, 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 he normally does. I think he was just, uh, yeah, he wasn't, yeah, he, might, wasn't uh, he wasn't. in a chatty mood the other night. Yeah, we'll get the listeners to yeah give us some feedback. If we missed anything, send me some feedback. If we missed any riders you felt we needed to speak about, and if you liked it, didn't like it, and if you want me to lean on these guys, get you some uh, kind of candid stories from the road and not as serious as these reviews. But yeah, thanks, Ed, and uh, guys, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Oomphah. See ya. Cheers again to Eddie for making the time. It's always a good time chatting to him. Great insight. Always a fun character to have on board. And he had a great race. Thanks again to Crank Brothers, who is synonymous with downhill racing. Last year, celebrating 10 years in a row of elite world champs with that mallet DH pedal. Hey, and they didn't stop there. They were determined to improve the shoe and pedal interface for their riders. Crank Brothers spent the last two years developing their own range of shoes. They launched late last year. And in 2021, well... We're going to see that shoe in action. Lucas Schur, Bernard Kerr, Angle Suarez. There are many more. Camille Blanchet, who won the first round. So thanks again to them for stepping up and supporting this podcast. Until the next Crank Brothers Race Review, guys, stay well. <laughs>